1: My Seven Chakras, episode 159.
2: What you feel emotionally becomes how you feel physically.
0: The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's
1: up, Action Takers? AG here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to bring back nuggets of actionable wisdom. This is the show where we strongly believe that it is never too late to change and that failure is always the stepping stone to success. So if you pay close attention, take down notes, you read the recommended books that we share at the end of the show. And if you take action, you can really transform your life and really embark on that human revolution that we talk about in every episode. Action Tribe, we have a spectacular episode in store for you today. But before that, I'm going to read out a review that was left for us on iTunes. This is a review by a listener whose nickname is L7676. So L writes, Throughout the week, I look forward to interviews on my way to work. Hearing various quotes helps plant the seed for positivity and focus throughout the day. I've shared this episode with friends, with co-workers, family, and they too find it helpful. Thanks to AJ and his guests, I've developed a morning routine. I meditate more consistently, and I've signed up for an introductory chakra course in my community. I'm looking forward to where this spiritual journey takes me. So Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, take a few minutes to write us a review and leave your thoughts. If you're on your mobile, it's really simple to do that. All you have to do is press the review button and then press write review. You see, the more reviews we get, the more exposure we have and the bigger difference we can make. And that's why your voice, Action Taker, your voice really, really matters. So help me help you. And with that, let's welcome our featured guest for today, Alicia Ladum. So, Alicia, are you ready to inspire?
2: I am ready. Awesome.
1: So, Alicia Ladum is a certified wellness and life coach. She's a yoga teacher and essential oil educator known for her Zen Babe movement, a holistic approach to health and wellness, focusing on the mind, body, and spirit to finding your Zen place. So, Alicia, welcome to my seven chakras.
2: Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
1: To start with, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And how does this quote play out in your day-to-day life?
2: Mm, I love this question. And I feel like this changes for me from day to day. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. recently, my favorite quote is, what you feel emotionally becomes how you feel physically. And I love this so much, because it just helps me to really just stay in tune with how I'm feeling emotionally and checking in with my body every single day because I know that my body is always giving me messages to how it is I'm feeling and what it is I'm thinking. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to, you know, numb it out and just push it aside and not really connect with, with our feelings. And so I like to just check in with my energy and just see what work up and down my chakras, with how am I feeling? What's my body trying to tell me? And know that my emotions will eventually manifest itself into that.
1: So Alicia, I love uh, that quote, what you feel emotionally becomes how you feel physically. So Action Tribe, it all starts within your emotions. If you have positive emotions, you feel and you become healthy. On the other hand, if you have negative emotions, or if there are some emotions that are not serving you, it reflects in your physical health as well. So I think that's really profound. And thanks a lot for kickstarting this amazing episode for us. And let's dive in. Alicia, what inspired you to start alishasappetite.com?
2: Well, that actually started off as my first blog. Years ago, I was unemployed and really just starting my own journey of like health and wellness. And so I'd started alishasappetite.com as like a healthy food blog. And so I would just write about you know, healthy recipes and workouts and things I was doing. But during that time um, of unemployment and blogging, I found yoga and I found a really deep spiritual path of just my own self-discovery and journey. So from there, it really just led to me becoming a yoga teacher. And then I knew I wanted to share this knowledge with others by coaching. So I became a wellness and life coach. And this has really just evolved into my brand and business now, which is my name, dot com. Wonderful.
1: So, thanks a lot for sharing that. I love that it all started with that blog and you started taking action, started sharing those blogs with people around the world and in your community, and then you became a yoga teacher. So, one of the ways in which you help your clients now, based on what I understand, is energy healing, right? So, what is your definition? Of energy healing
2: energy healing to me is really being able to feel the best that we can in our bodies our minds and our souls and I think our energy is just a reflection of how we feel physically and emotionally and spiritually so it's Mm -hmm. really just bringing it all together so energy healing it, it can sound like something that's you know unfamiliar to people but really you know we can just check in with how you're feeling what's your energy level You know, and and we can do that with how we're feeling physically, with the food that we're eating, with the words that we're speaking to ourselves, with the lifestyle. That we're, that we're living and our jobs, you know, that the people we're around. So it's really just lifestyle as a whole and and staying in tune with your energy and being able to heal, you know, the blocks that are coming up for you in any area of your life that it could be. So it, essentially I help my clients really identify what the blocks are and what's blocking them from having the energy that they really desire to live the life that they, that they desire and that they deserve.
1: Wonderful. Now to just build some uh, context here, why does a person need energy healing in the first place? You sort of spoke about the blocks that exist. So what goes wrong?
2: So I find that most of our energy blockages happen when we're just really disconnected from ourselves. And the idea is that we learn to really connect and see what it is that's going on. And so these blockages can happen, you know, from situations that are going on in your life. They can happen in the way you react to things or the way that you are able to handle different situations. And it really can stem down to the belief that you have about that situation. So we really just dive deep into, you know, how they connect to themselves and what this belief is that they have about this thing, right? Because our thoughts define our beliefs and our beliefs define our actions. And really it's diving deeper into what it is we're thinking and what those beliefs are that can then cause an energetic block.
1: Mm-hmm. So I love the explanation. You said that it all happens when we're disconnected from ourselves, That leads to a blockage. And this blockage can happen due to many situations, many experiences that a person might have. And you wonderfully connected the tie or that relationship between a belief that we have that leads to recurring thought patterns. These thought patterns lead to actions and the actions ultimately, as we always learn in every episode, lead to some consequence, which can be either positive or negative. Now, Alicia, you're a Reiki practitioner and you've been practicing for years now. For someone who's new to Reiki and has never experienced Reiki, could you walk us through what exactly happens during a Reiki session?
2: Oh, absolutely. I love this question. So what's essentially happening is the Reiki practitioner is just redirecting the energy that's already around us to you so that you can receive a a better influx of energy that will then heal any blockages that are going on within your body, your spirit, your mind, your emotions, right? I love this explanation that my husband had said about Reiki once he finally had a few experiences with it from me. Mm. At first, he was pretty skeptical about it. He didn't really know, like, what is this energy healing? What's it actually doing for me? And honestly, I think you really just have to experience it to truly understand what it feels like, right? But um, once he had a really cool experience with it, he said that it almost just helped him get into a meditative state of 10 times faster than if he were meditating. And he felt like he could really, truly relax and let go and just receive.
1: Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you pointed out that the practitioner is really redirecting the energy, the energy that's already around us abundantly and sort of channeling the energy into your body so that it serves you, so that it benefits you. And truly and honestly, unless you experience Reiki session yourself, you won't really be able to understand what it feels like. But I would request you to make an attempt to sort of explain to our listeners, what does Reiki energy really feel like?
2: It feels like sensation, Mm -hmm. just sensation and warmth moving all up and down your body that helps you to get into this energetic state of fully relaxing. And sometimes what happens is because this energy is really flowing it's just like this this flow of energy all through up up and down your body if there's an energetic block in your body this can release some emotions and so it's very common if you have some like blocked emotions that you haven't allowed yourself to feel that that can kind of come out when you're in a reiki session and without you even really knowing what's going on you're just like whoa i just feel all of these um beautiful sensations, this warmth, this vibration going up and down throughout my whole body. And what's happening is it's, it's literally healing your energy.
1: That is really interesting. So we've spoken about one aspect of energy healing, which is Reiki. Before we move on, based on your study and your experience, what is the chakra system?
2: Mm, I love the chakra system. To me, the chakra system is, is a map to our, our self-care and our mind, our body, and our spirit. It's, it's the seven main energy centers within our body that can help us identify what it is that we need to do to open up ourselves to the flow of the universe and to feel as balanced and aligned as we possibly can. So all of the, the seven chakras have a very definitive and distinct um, role to helping you be the whole and self that you need to be.
1: Mm-hmm. So each chakra center or energy center plays a role. And I think this beautifully ties into my next question is, what exactly is a chakra cleanse? I'm sure a lot of our listeners might have this question.
2: Mm, yes. So I have a signature program previously called the Chakra Cleanse. That's now called the Zen Babe Cleanse. But what, okay. what we do is we go through each chakra each week and we help people to understand what the chakra is because ultimately cleansing your chakras are understanding your chakras and understanding yourself. And once you can do that, you can better navigate what it is that that energy center is needing from you. Right. So, so understanding what your heart chakra really does for you and, and why it is possibly closed and all the blocks you put up around it and then cleansing it by doing different practices to open it up and to unblock it. Whether this be through journaling, which is a huge part of it, Mm -hmm. yoga, meditation, and essential oils are the main tools I like to do to cleanse all the chakras and keep the energy just flowing so that you can become the best version of yourself.
1: So one of the things I like is that you help people, number one, understand what that chakra stands for, and you sort of guide them on a journey through the seven chakras so that by the end of it, they know exactly what that energy center stands for and how it can really help them transform their lives when they discover those imbalances and then balance their chakras. So based on your experience, what are some of the misconceptions that people have with the chakras?
2: Hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing is people don't really when they hear the word chakra, they just kind of are like, no, I have no idea what that is, so I don't want to know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what you don't know, and you're kind of turned off by that. So I think a big misconception is that it's this super woo-woo old thing that doesn't really apply to us anymore. And my mission is to really bring it to the modern, you know, time that it is very applicable and it still really does help us in every aspect of our lives. And so kind of getting through that You know, initial fear of just unknown of like what it is and energy work kind of jumbling all that together and seeing Mm -hmm. that it really does apply to every single person and that it can help you in every part of your life.
1: So love that. So it seems like your mission right now is to sort of educate people about the chakras and to really assure them that it's not just some woo-woo term or it's not a uh, term that belongs somewhere in the past, but it's actually some ancient wisdom, some knowledge and something that's really actionable that they can use to change their energetic bodies and transform their lives. So let's talk about you now. Do you remember the first time you encountered the chakras? And what was that experience like?
2: I do remember. And it was a very eye opening experience into myself. So the first time I learned about chakras was when I was at my yoga teacher training. And I remember just being so intrigued by it that I went home after you know, being in class all day and just did so much research and studied it and everything just kind of clicked to me and, and I, I felt like I understood myself more and I just wanted to know more. And so that's why I love it so much because without the chakra system, I don't think that I would have taken as deep of a step into knowing all parts of myself, into going deep into, you know, me feeling grounded and rooted all the way up into, you know, me connecting to my intuition and connecting to my higher power in the universe through the crown chakra, right? And like really being able to see it all as a whole and how this really matters and me feeling my absolute best. So it was just this super awesome experience feeling that and knowing that that really has a huge connection in part with, with my yoga practice too.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting you mentioned that you first came across this term during your yoga teacher training, right? Mm-hmm. So as a yoga practitioner, as a yoga teacher, as a person who really believes in yoga, what is the connection between yoga now and chakras?
2: Mm, well, they say that the yoga poses were primarily uh, created to open your chakras. Mm-hmm. So there's, I'm, and I'm sure people have seen, you know, infographics floating around of like different yoga poses that you can do yeah. for the chakras, right? And this is actually really a big part of my clients that I teach is there are many, many poses you can do to work with that energy center. Because if we think about it, it's actual energy that's, you know, in our our body, in our, in our energetic field. And so if it's stuck, it's just, I like to compare it to, you know, your blood, right? If there's a clot in your blood, then that's not going to work. It's just not going to work as well as it needs to. There's a problem. So we mm-hmm. want to be able to be able to keep moving it. And to keep our blood really healthy, we exercise, we get the oxygen flowing. Well, same thing with keeping our our energy flowing and moving we do different yoga poses to get into the energy center to open it up so a really good connection i think is um hip openers and our sacral chakra and anyone who's done yoga has done you know half pigeon before and that's just like this super deep hip opener and we know that this is where we hold our emotions which is also Mm. one of the primary things of the sacral chakra which is where we hold our emotions and our passion and everything. So when we're in half pigeon, it's very common that you can have what's called a mat breakdown. And you don't really know what's happening, but what's happening is all of your emotions that you've just pushed down and pushed down and push down are being released because you are in a pose that is releasing that energy. So it's this really, really cool system of moving your body to connect with the energy to move and flow and open it at any time.
1: So I love that explanation. You really wonderfully and clearly explained to us the relationship between yoga and the chakras. Now, based on what you've shared with us so far, if you had to give our listeners one action step, just one, to really take action and transform their lives, what would that one action be?
2: Just one? Um. Honestly, I think a really, really great one is to check in with your body every single day and listen to the messages that it's telling you. So when you wake up in the morning, just take a moment and say, how am I feeling today? What's going on? you know, and then act accordingly. And, and pr- this is really just practicing using your intuition. So maybe it's that you need to go drink a lot of water in the morning. Maybe it's need to sit down and meditate because you're feeling anxious. Maybe you're feeling kind of lethargic and you need to go take a yoga class or go for a walk or something. But really just learning to take this practice of dropping in can take 30 seconds, putting your hand on your heart and just saying, hey, how are you feeling right now? Like what's going on? And, and just checking in. And I think that this is a lifelong thing that it's super simple that you can start right now right today
1: action tribe to access the show notes for today's episode visit my7chakras.com forward slash 159 that's my7chakras.com forward slash 159 do your practice and all is coming this is an amazing quote by patabi joyce what does this quote really mean, Action Tribe? To me, this really means and speaks to the therapeutic nature of yoga. You see, whether you like it or no, there's a lot of unwanted stuff hidden inside of you as we are sort of learning today, emotions or traumas and worries and maybe some insecurities. And at times, all we're trying to do or all we're doing is hiding them or pretending like everything is all right. But when you do your yoga practice, when you sweat it out, when you go down different poses, it has the effect of really expressing all these unwanted emotions and energies, leaving you to face them and deal with them as they come out. The good part is that you're not hiding them anymore. You're peeling the onion every time you do your practice and ultimately revealing your true self. And that's why, as Patabi Joyce once said, do your practice because all is coming. So Alicia, walk us through a major life challenge that you've experienced. What was the context of that obstacle? And also tell us how you overcame this obstacle.
2: Mm, Well, first of all, I love that quote, practice and all is coming. So good. So a challenge that I went through that I think can really help your listeners is when I mentioned at the beginning of of the podcast that I was going through a time of unemployment, and that's when I decided to start my food blog. Well, during that time, I was also finding myself dealing with, for the first time in my life, adult acne. And it started to get just so bad that I didn't even want to leave the house. I started to become just so ashamed and really just angry, and all I would do is just focus on it all day long. Just focus, focus, focus on how horrible it looked and how awful it was and how I must have done something or ate something to, you know, bring this on myself. And while, you know, this is happening, I'm starting to learn about the power of our mind and that our body listens to the words that we speak to it. So after trying absolutely everything, all these different products on my skin, I felt like I just tried, you know— Thing after thing, I was on a website that said how someone had cleared their acne by practicing affirmations. And I was like, okay, I've never tried this before. I've never tried an affirmation, which is simply just a positive statement that you repeat to yourself all day long, but I'm willing to give it a shot. So From that day, I decided, I just made a decision, instead of telling myself my skin looked horrible, I would just look in the mirror all day long and be like, your skin is beautiful, it looks so awesome, like it's so clear, even though it wasn't. I just decided to keep saying it, and then over time, not very long actually, I began to speak it into reality, and my skin totally cleared, and that was one of the first It was the first moment in my life where I really, truly understood the power of our mind and our body connection and how much power our mind has over how we feel, right? Because now looking back, I know that acne can really be a sign of anger that you're holding on to. And I was definitely dealing with anger with my um, lack of employment at the time. And so really working through feeling that feeling and choosing to speak differently to myself helped me to really see the beauty of positive thinking and the mind-body connection.
1: So I love the story that you just shared with us. Before moving on, if you had to share with our listeners one major life lesson from the story, what would that one major life lesson be?
2: Our mind and our bodies are one. And you have the power to listen to the messages that your body is giving to you. And it's your job to listen.
1: So, again, really inspiring story. Thanks a lot for sharing with us. As you mentioned in the start, initially you were going through a phase of unemployment, but then that did not stop you from taking action to move towards the life that you wanted. You started writing blogs, sharing your content, but during that time you were also going through a health challenge, adult acne, a situation that made you really angry. And you felt ashamed because of the health challenge that you were going through. But the situation was that you were blaming yourself for that challenge. After going through a transformation uh, due to certain experiences, you realized that it's really important to be kind to yourself. Action Tribe, it's so important to be kind to yourself. So you decided to try out something new. You tried out affirmations. You did the practice again. And again, and I'm sure that there were moments where you sort of doubted yourself, but you went back to the practice, ultimately speaking your transformation into reality. You took action and that transformation really affirmed to you the power of the mind body connection. So in effect, through your story. Uh, Alicia, you've taught us that in order to transform our lives, we first need to imagine and know that it's possible. We need to visualize, use affirmations to repeat that text or to repeat that belief or to repeat that transformation. And ultimately, it will happen no matter what it is. If we visualize and take action, that transformation is just around the corner. So thanks a lot for sharing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, And, and you're right. Be kind to yourself and love right love over fear for sure
1: so i love that action tribe our show is all about learning about the ancient techniques wisdom modalities and the practices that will help you transform your life but as you might know sometimes just learning something isn't enough if you know about something it's in your head you can have a great conversation and you can impress your friends and family but once you apply what you've learned that's when the magic happens Because you internalize what you've learned. And as we're learning today, Alicia did not just speak. She internalized that transformation. That knowledge becomes one with you and it reflects in your energy, it reflects in your mind, and it reflects in your physicality, right? And that's why yoga is such a powerful practice. Yoga or yoga means union, which in Sanskrit, a language that was spoken thousands of years back, is the union of the mind, body, and soul. It is a science, but it's a science that is based on taking action. And as Leonard Pearl Mutter once said, yoga science is not just a scholarly pursuit. It's a moment by moment and thought by thought practical guide for living. So, Alicia, at this point in time, what is your life's calling?
2: Mm. My life's calling is to help people on their own spiritual journey. And teaching them the tools to have in their back pockets through yoga, through meditation, through, you know, using essential oils to really finding their own Zen and ultimately having their own inner peace so that they can find that, that path to their, their spiritual path that I believe is the main reason we're here in this lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if you had to relive the memories of your life, what was that one defining moment that really changed things for you?
2: Mm, well... I think one of the most defining things was going through my yoga practice and going through my yoga teacher training. And, and I will say the reason that this is so defining for me is because the year prior of that, I was going through one of my darkest times of my life. I had gone through six months of unemployment. And afterwards, I had gone through two jobs that both went under within six months. So within that one year period, I felt like I'd Once I hit rock bottom, I just went lower and lower and lower. And um, I could have, like you mentioned before, I could have just kind of stopped and not have taken action and stayed in the victim mode, which which I did for a little bit. But then I was like, you know what, I'm moving on and I'm going to follow my joy. I'm going to follow what really lights me up because really, what else is the point? So I was loving yoga and I went to the yoga studio down the street. It was kind of like my last, you know, save me for myself, I need to really just do some soul searching. And two weeks later, I signed up for the yoga teacher training program. Um, A few weeks later, I started working the front desk, I had to swallow my pride. And I was like, Okay, I'll work this front desk job at this yoga studio. And from there, that really was a time for me to do my own self discovery and really just grew from there. And that was, you know, several years ago, and, and I've been able to really create a beautiful movement and business since then. So that was my defining moment.
1: Well, that's a really inspiring moment. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. And with that, we've arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round. And our listeners know that the objective and the purpose of this round is to take notes and to take action. So let's start with this. Out of all the advice that you've received, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you?
2: My favorite advice is from Wayne Dyer change the way you see things and the things you see will change. And the reason that I I really, really love this advice is because you know, our thoughts create our reality. And prior to really understanding what Wayne was saying, I was just constantly in this state of like, oh, my situation, my external world is creating how I feel. And I was just letting that dictate me. And then once I really started to think about, oh, if I change the way I see things and everything around me will change, then my whole entire life did change because I chose to see it that way.
1: Mm -hmm. name a personal habit that keeps you strong
2: daily meditation and essential oil use every day
1: awesome so what is your morning routine like what do you do during the first two hours of your day
2: i i wake up i like to oil pull first thing in the morning then i'll drink some lemon water to really just hydrate myself and kind of set up my little corner my meditation corner where i'll grab my journal and a book that I'm inspired by for the day. I'll go and sit down, I'll meditate for 20 minutes, and then I'll just kind of go where I'm feeling that morning. I might pull an angel card, I might do a gratitude journal, um, whatever it is that I kind of need to to feel connected. I'll start diffusing some essential oils, just really feel like in this beautiful like zen-like state before I start the day. And then once I have my little sit down, I will either go to take a yoga class or if I'm going later on in the day, then I'll, I'll go straight to eat a yummy
1: breakfast. So as we speak, I can imagine one of our listeners going, what is oil pulling? So before we move on, could you give us a glimpse of what is oil pulling?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So oil pulling is using coconut oil in your mouth where you keep it, keep like a tablespoon of coconut, swishing it around in your mouth for five minutes minimum. And you can do it up to 20 minutes. And so this is actually an ancient practice that um, helps to pull out all of the impurities from your mouth, pulls out bacteria, anything left over from you know the night that we just want to kind of get out. And so I'll do that for like 10 minutes. I'll also put like a drop of um, on guard oil, essential oil in there too, to just to give it like an extra boost. And then when you spit it out, don't do it in like your sink or the toilet. Because this can clog the pipes because when you, when you spit it out, it, it becomes a um, thick like film, which is all everything that it's, it's you know pulling out from, from your mouth. So mm. don't let the time length uh, freak you out. Just start off with a few minutes. It does get much easier, I promise you, and you're gonna learn to love how it makes your mouth feel and, and it really does give you energy. It's awesome.
1: So what is one book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today?
2: So I'm recommending this book because this is the one that really, really helped me to truly dive into my self-discovery. And it's called The Yamas and Niyamas by Deb Adel.
1: Got it. We'll have that link up in the show notes. Action Tribe to access the show notes for today, visit our website, my7chakras.com forward slash 159. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 159. So Alicia, thanks a lot for coming on our show today, sharing your stories and sharing the insights for our listeners. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are truly grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online.
2: Mm, I am just so grateful to be on this call with you right now and to connect with you and like minded people doing things like this just helps me to really stay inspired and know that we are all in this together. And it's just it's so beautiful. So I'm really, really grateful for that right now. Thank you for having me. you yeah, so so you guys can find me on my website, AliciaLedum.com. You can also join our tribe on Facebook. We're called the Zen Babe Tribe, and that would be a really um, great place to find me. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Alicia alishalidom, or my Instagram, Alicia alishalidom,
1: as well. That is awesome. So our listeners know that if they want more information, they will definitely come to your website, and we'll have the links in the show notes as well. So, Alicia, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about energy healing and yoga as well, and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun.
0: You're listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to my com. download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.